Now, broadcasting from behind enemy lines, deep in the trenches of the Patriot resistance, leading the charge in the battle for liberty, this is the Jason Veely Program. Hello folks, Jason Veely here. This is the Jason Veely Program. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. The email address, if you want to want to get in touch with me, the Jason Veely program at gmail.com, the Jason Veely program at gmail.com, or call 860-266-2852 and leave us a message, 860-266-2852. So about five months ago now, a little bit more than five months ago, I was sitting down in my uh, central Connecticut home watching the results of the election come in. And uh, my whole family was home. My whole family is is um, pretty pretty engaged in politics. I mean, my my father more than my mother, um, and and me more than my brother. But we all, you know, to an extent, um, follow what's going on. So on election night, we were all um, we were all you know paying attention, watching the results come in. And at the time, I was extremely confident that Donald Trump was going to be with us for four more years. Um, even, you know, months before the election, I mean, I was, I was extremely, extremely confident that Trump would be with us for four more years because re- really two reasons. First, I looked at Donald Trump's base, and anyone who paid attention to Donald Trump's base knows how much energy there was going into the 2020 election, knows how much enthusiasm there was. I mean, the American people wanted four more years of Trump. They made that abundantly clear. You see these massive crowds coming out to Trump rallies. I mean, people waiting in line um, for for hours. They they loved the man across the country. They were having pro-Trump parades leading up to the election and and everything. Um, that that boat parade. You remember that a few weeks before the election? The enthusiasm was just unlike anything I've ever seen. That was reason number one why I was extremely confident Trump was going to have four more years. Bear, bear with me here. There's a reason why I'm bringing us back to election night. Reason number two uh, is because Joe Biden has absolutely no momentum. The polar opposite of Trump, Joe Biden had no momentum whatsoever. The guy would show up to speak somewhere and there'd be like, what, 10, 12 people? No enthusiasm, no excitement. I don't know of anybody who was like, yeah, I can't wait for Joe Biden to be our president. Even people on the left. Even people on the left. I didn't see enthusiasm. I mean, I'm talking the the far left. No enthusiasm for Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. None. And so when you mix those two things together, I thought, all the way up to the election night, I thought to myself, there's no possible way Donald Trump can lose. There's no possible way we're not going to have this man as our president for the next four years. And then, of course, what happened, happened. Now, I'll never forget this. On election night, again, I was watching with my brother. My, my fiancé was here. Um, my, my mom and, and, uh, and my dad. The whole crew was here. 
And um, my my dad at one point, actually towards the beginning of the night, we were watching coverage on Fox News. And he said, something doesn't seem right. Something doesn't seem right. And I don't know, I to this day, I don't really know what he meant by that. I don't even think he knows exactly what he meant by that. It was just kind of a gut thing. He could tell by the way Fox was reporting, how they were preemptively um, almost preparing viewers um, for for what's to come, saying, now don't forget, you know, there's, you know, the, the results won't be final and it will likely take a few days to have the, the final results of the election. It was all just very bizarre the way Fox News and, and other outlets were, were covering the election. Um, something wasn't right. My dad was absolutely right. I, again, I think at the time we weren't quite sure what we meant by that, but something was off. Something was off. I mean, again, the the bizarre reporting style you had, then the flooding started. Remember that in Pennsylvania, where the, the at like a, uh, a a voting um facility, the pipes burst or something like that, and they had to shut down for the night. That was a red flag to all of us. Um, <clears throat> not remember how they were not calling states like Alaska and North Carolina, even though Donald Trump was. Um, far in the lead. It, it was just, it was weird. It was weird. And I think millions of Americans, probably many of you listening right now, felt the same way on that night. And then, of course, Joe Biden wasn't declared the winner, quote-unquote, for another, what was it, few weeks, right? And the longer we went without knowing who the official winner was, the more I thought to myself, again, something's not right. Something's not right. The more I suspected some type of fraud, some type of illegal activity was going on. And now, fast forward about five months, and we know that many of our suspicions actually happened. That is, there was widespread voter fraud, um, ballot harvesting and... and um, phony, biased voting machines, um, certain voting facilities where they block out the windows, just a lot of shady stuff going on. The left, they always say, you know, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence that there was voter fraud in the 2020 election? Well, there's mountains of it. Honestly, just open your eyes. Open your eyes. The reason I bring all this up, folks, is because um, OAN, that is One American News Network, published a piece uh, yesterday talking about a, a lawsuit that's going on right now in the state of Michigan, which shows evidence of election fraud and uh, electronic vote tampering. Now, you won't hear a lot of other hosts talking about this. You won't hear many in the in the mainstream media talking about this, these so-called journalists but here on the Jason Veely program, we think stuff like this is very important because we care about things like uh, election integrity. Michigan attorney Matthew DiPerno filed a lawsuit challenging voter fraud and electronic meddling with 2020 elections in his state. Again, we're talking about Michigan here. Our states give access to people uh, to the qualified voter rolls. 
DePerno uh, explained, we believe that the state of Michigan has given over 32 groups access to the qualified voter roll. The lawsuit filed last week is based off several forensic reports. Now, we're going to get into details in a minute. It's shocking, this stuff that, that they're finding here. Absolutely shocking. These reports revealed thousands of ballots were illegally cast for Joe Biden, and there was electronic manipulation of votes. DePerno found more than 66,000 unregistered ballots were counted in nine Michigan counties. So, folks, we're, we're not talking about, you know, a vote here, a vote here. I mean, this is substantial voter fraud. Substantial voter fraud that they're talking about out of the state of Michigan. Now, you got to ask yourself, if this was going on in Michigan, where else was it happening? Was it happening in Georgia? Of course. Was it happening in Pennsylvania? You betcha. Was it happening in Nevada? Probably. Time will tell. But for now, we're looking at Michigan. The suit also cited a forensic analysis by James Penrose, who found voting machines illegally used wireless technology to transmit vote totals to third parties. That includes Rock the Vote, the Clinton campaign. All of those people have access to the voter roll and can make changes to it at any time, DePerno said. Add people to it. Take people out. During the election, the night of the election, the day after the election. So they were able, they were sending the vote totals through illegal wireless technology. Again, this is what the lawsuit claims in Michigan to transmit these vote totals to third parties, Democrats, Democrat operatives in New York, in different organizations across the country to manipulate the vote, to change it at will. DePerno also cited a report by Cyber Ninjas who found Dominion voting machines in Antrim County provided unauthorized access to third parties, allowing vote tallies to be changed in real time. He added this could be direct evidence of votes being switched from President Trump to Biden by foreign countries and Democrat operatives in Washington. Based on data, we believe we can identify foreign connections to the particular MAC or IP addresses in particular countries across the state. I'm sorry, counties across the state. Interference, foreign interference, even domestic interference from D.C., DePerno explained. Certain people making attacks on, on counties on Election Day hitting particular targets and firewalls. Additional evidence, I mean, it goes on, folks. It's just, again, mountains of it. And we're only talking about Michigan here. Additional evidence by Allied Security Operations Group, also cited in the lawsuit, found Dominion machines in Michigan were designed to create, uh, designed to create systemic fraud and change election outcomes. So these machines were designed to do exactly what conservatives have, have been c- uh, claiming and asserting has happened across the country. That is, invite voter fraud. Make it easier to commit voter fraud. Change the outcome of the election. This lawsuit is asserting that these 
Dominion voting machines were designed to create systemic fraud. Unbelievable. They all have the same vulnerabilities that we found, DePerno said. They have the same backdoors that we found. They're designed intentionally to allow for this type of problem. There's no reason you couldn't create or design a system that is secure. The lawsuit contains dozens of pages of data from Michigan voting machines, including unauthorized software and the fragments of code that were arguably compromised. DePerno said this lawsuit will start a domino effect, exposing election fraud in other states, and show that Joe Biden's purported victory was illegitimate. And that's the end of the article. What do you think? What do you think? Are people like Joe Scarborough or Rachel Madcow or Wolf Blitzer or any of them going to cover this? Probably not. Probably not because they're frauds. Because they're frauds. Nothing to see here. Sweep it under the rug. Let's move on. Joe Biden's our president. Forget about Donald Trump. That's what they want. Nothing to see here is what we get from the left. And it's all we're going to get from the left, unfortunately. But if you care about election integrity, if you care about making sure that future elections, the 2022 election, 2024, and so on, are, are protected, that the vote is protected, you should be screaming this from the rooftops. God knows what else happened in other states across the country. There'll be more evidence. I think DePerno's right. I think that this will create a domino effect. I think there will be more evidence coming out from different states across the country. And mark my words, folks, no matter how much evidence comes out, the liberals are, are just going to keep moving on. They're not going to give a damn. They're going to call us conspiracy theorists. They're going to call us crazies. They're, they're going to uh, lump us in with the Alex Jones crowd. You know, the, they're, they're, they're going to pass this off like it's nothing. That's what they're going to do. But we'll stay on top of it. We'll stay on top of it. Now, interestingly, ladies and gentlemen, again, let's go back four years now to 2020. Well, I guess five years now. Um... I'm, I'm sorry, to 2016. God, I can do math, I promise. To 2016, when Donald Trump won. You remember how, how, for how long the media, liberals in Washington, were claiming that Donald Trump was an illegitimate president? Hillary Clinton must have repeated that line 50, 60, 60 times. I mean, just over and over and over again. Donald Trump, he's illegitimate. Remember the whole Russia collusion? That went on for years. I mean, honestly, it was it was longer than a few weeks, even a few months. This went on for years. The liberals talking about Donald Trump. He was he's illegitimate. He got help from the Russians. Russian collusion. Russian collusion. We have a montage that uh, that the Daily Caller put together from a few months back of the liberals and the mainstream media calling Donald Trump illegitimate saying that the vote was illegitimate. Gee, how ironic, huh? How ironic, by the way. They had the, the nerve to call that illegitimate, but now 
But now, when we actually do have real evidence that there was voter fraud in the 2020 election, they're silent. They're silent. Here's liberals and the media shortly after the 2016 election. Take a listen. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. An illegitimate. An illegitimate. Illegitimate. He knows he's an illegitimate president. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. That's it. And we're going to be stuck for six more years of this guy. And that is terrifying. It's terrifying. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? (laughs) Trump knows he's an illegitimate president who got illegitimate foreign help. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. He did not win the election without help from Russia. You will see this. And he knows he's illegitimate. Every time you mention it, he freaks out. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out. Now, let me stop. This woman, Hillary Clinton, is a political has-been. Nobody gives a damn what she says anymore. I just wanted to throw that out there. All right? Keep listening. Did. And uh, there's no doubt that the Russians did interfere in the election. And I think the interference, although not yet quantified, uh, if fully investigated, Jimmy Carter. that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election, and he was put into office because the Russians interfered. Uh, I don't see this president-elect. As a legitimate president, Elijah Cummings. You do not consider him a legitimate president. Why is that? I, I think the Russians participated in helping this man get elected. There was no evidence. And they helped none destroy the candidacy of Hillary Clinton. The American people deserve to know whether Donald Trump is either a a legitimate president, b a Russian asset. C, the functional equivalent of an organized crime boss, or D, just a useful idiot who happens to have been victimized by the greatest collection of coincidences. He says in this new book just out today that the Russian attack did sway the election, that Donald Trump would not be president but for that attack. Thank you, Rachel. And he says the Trump campaign helped in the attack. Yes, yes. It's going to send a big message to a lot of people in this country that you don't believe he's a legitimate president. I think there was a conspiracy on the part of the Russians and others to help him get elected. That's not right. That's not fair. I know that he knows that this wasn't on the level. I don't know that we'll ever know everything that happened, but clearly we know a lot and are learning more every day. And Right now, I think he's an illegitimate president of the United States. Why is he He illegitimate? He just won an election. uh, He would have to legitimize. He didn't win the general election, so he's got too many people against him. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? (laughs) Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, big joke, huh? Big joke. Now, was Joe Biden... Uh, elected illegitimately. You know, you have mountains of evidence. We just talked for about 10 or 15 minutes about what's going on in Michigan. All these crazy, um, hard-to-believe assertions from a legitimate lawsuit uh, a lawsuit that's being filed. You're going to pay any attention to this? Hillary Clinton, Elijah Cummings, Jimmy Carter, any of you? Rachel Madcow, 
No, probably not. Probably not. Because you're frauds. Because you're absolute frauds, you're political left-wing hacks. Now, here's why all of this is important. Obviously, you know, you might be listening to this right now and, and saying, well, Jason, it's too late anyway. We can't overturn the results of the 2020 election. That, that may be true. We're stuck with Biden for four damn years, and mark my words, it's going to be a long four years. But um, here's why this is important, folks, because if we uncover all of the fraud that happened in the 2020 election, we will know how to prevent it in future elections. We need to talk about this stuff. We need to yell it, scream it from the rooftops. We need to ignore the left who no doubt will be calling us crazies and conspiracy theorists. Let them worry about themselves. We know the truth. We need to expose this. Because if we expose it, we can hopefully fix it. Like what states like Georgia are trying to do right now. And others. I believe Texas was on the list. There's others. Um, They're taking steps to restore election integrity. Because that's what this is all about, isn't it? Restoring election integrity. That's what it's all about. The liberals don't want election integrity. They want to cheat. They want to cheat. I'll be right back. This is the Jason Veely Program. Conservatives, how many times have you been called a racist by someone on the left? What about sexist, bigoted, homophobic, xenophobic, right-wing radical extremist? These are all buzzwords that liberals use as a means of labeling conservatives as something that they're not. And let me tell you something, I, like most of you, am getting pretty damn sick of it. That's why I started my own conservative comedy series, Living with a Liberal. Hosted on the popular video sharing app TikTok, Living with a Liberal features two fictional characters, played by yours truly, whose political differences could not be more obvious. It's a comedic take on the modern-day liberal Democrat, because if they can brand us as racists and bigots, we can brand them as triggered, oversensitive snowflakes. Check out Living with a Liberal today on TikTok. Just search Jason Veely and you'll be taken right to my homepage. I have over 100 episodes on there, so you won't be short on content anytime soon. Enjoy. Are you a pissed off liberal that wants to give me a piece of your mind? Or maybe you're a conservative that simply has a question or comment. Either way, you should know that there's a few different ways you can reach me. Feel free to send me an email at thejasonveelyprogram at gmail.com. Or, if you prefer, you can also call the show number and leave me a voicemail, 860-266-2852. Be sure to provide your name and where you're writing or calling from. Thanks a lot. I look forward to hearing from you. So it's been a few weeks since Joe Biden put... Kamala Harris in charge of the escalating border crisis. And yet, what has changed exactly? What exactly has Kamala Harris done? Not a damn thing. 
Can you think of a bigger idiot, by the way, than Kamala Harris to lead an initiative like fixing the crisis at the border? I, I mean, honestly. Look, no offense to her, but she's not the brightest bulb in the shed. I'll say it. I'll say it. Appearing on, uh, you know, different news stations and in interviews with that awkward laugh of hers that she has. She said, you know, folks, honest to God, there are some times where I just sit back and I and I ask myself, how do we have Joe Biden as our president and this moron Kamala Harris as our vice president? How do we get to this point? How, how is this really where we're at now? Is the are these two morons the 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 people that the American people wanted to lead the country? Are you serious? I don't know. So Joe Biden again a few weeks ago passed the buck and said, "Hey Kamala, I want you to uh, be in charge of the border crisis. Go on, go off, go fix it." And I I humbly suggest that he did this because. Uh, he has absolutely no idea what to do or how to fix it. Not that Kamala does, but uh, Joe Biden didn't want the pressure. Maybe he can't take it. I don't know. But she hasn't done a damn thing, Kamala Harris. As a matter of fact, she hasn't even visited the southern border yet. Do you know that? She's traveled to several different states. I believe she went on vacation a couple weeks ago. Um, But she hasn't visited the southern border. Now, this is odd to me, ladies and gentlemen, because the liberals tell us all the time, and they've told us for the last four years under Donald Trump, that, oh my God, it is so inhumane how ICE treats illegal aliens. It's so, you know, it's inhumane, it's immoral how migrants are treated at the southern border. Okay, well, you have a terrible situation now at the southern border. You have... Uh, detention facilities overflowing. You have um, thousands upon thousands of migrants still coming up to the southern border, expected to increase uh, over the summer. Um, you have, in some cases, felons being released into southern communities, into the United States. Um, illegal aliens with COVID. Uh, it's, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. And Kamala Harris can't even visit the southern border? The person who was put in charge weeks ago to handle this can't even go down and check it out? I don't know. Of course, she's been defended by uh, her friends over there on the left. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has said that he's not concerned that Kamala Harris hasn't done much to address the border crisis. Reading from OAN... His remarks came more than two weeks after Joe Biden appointed Harris to lead the White House's response to the crisis. Speaking to reporters, Schumer attempted to defend Harris amid the growing uh, criticism she's received for not visiting the border. She's a very capable person, a thoughtful person, and somebody who I think is, is very capable of coming up with solutions, Schumer explained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Defender. That's great. Defender. She's doing nothing. Nothing. I thought you liberals were all about, you know, for the children. We gotta do it for the children, don't you know? 
this is terrible, they told us under Donald Trump. This is horrible. People are, you know, being put into cages and they're, they're being denied access into the country. This is terrible. Well, now, Biden, Harris, you have a chance to do something about it. And you're not doing a damn thing. And your friends on the left are apparently okay with that. Right? It's not just Schumer. Where, where is anyone in the left-wing media talking about this? Is anyone holding Biden responsible? Have you heard one person on the left who call themselves, you know, news journalists hold, hold Biden's feet to the fire here? Questioned why things aren't getting better? I don't know. But uh, then I see this. Here, here's uh, Listen to this one. This is from Breitbart. Joe Biden's border rules separate tens of thousands of families. Now, here again, this is something that the liberals were, were crying about for the past four years under Donald Trump. I mean, this really, really upset them. They were, they were outraged for four years. Donald Trump is separating uh, children from their families. It's a disgrace. It's horrible. Now, Joe Biden doing the same damn thing, and we get crickets from the left. President Joe Biden's pro-migration border rules are separating many more migrant children from their parents than were separated by President Donald Trump's anti-migration policy, according to media reports and statements from migration advocates. Self-separating families are sending their children alone across the border, said Ruben Garcia, the executive director of a migrant shelter in El Paso, Texas. We see it, we know it here in uh, Juarez, for families who have stayed uh, in shelters who make the decision, I'm going to send my kids on by themselves, he said on April 8th. The Biden policies are driving a wedge between families and they are being separated intentionally due to the specific pro-migration policies of the Biden administration, said Rob Law, the Director of Regulatory Affairs and Policy at the Center for Immigration Studies. Law, a former senior immigration official for Trump, added, quote, There has been far more family separation that has occurred due to Biden administration policies but there are different moral standards that are applied to open borders liberal regimes than to Republicans who actually want to enforce the laws uh, on the books. Different standards? I think that's an understatement. I really do. It's true, but it's an understatement. I mean, it's, 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 it's fake news. It's fake reporting. It is bias reporting. It is, it is a disgrace these people should be ashamed of themselves. You know, those on the left who call themselves reporters. They should be embarrassed. They should be fired, quite honestly, for applying different treatment to, to Democrats than they do Republicans. But, I mean, they, it's not like they're going to be held accountable for this BS reporting or lack thereof, because their higher-ups support this kind of crap. So that's interesting, huh? More families are being separated under Biden than under Donald Trump. 
You won't hear this anywhere else. You won't hear this anywhere else. But you'll hear it here. The Associated Press reported April 8 on a migrant who brought just one of his children to get through Biden's uh, border. This from AP. Paying a smuggler, Edgar Mejia could afford to take only one child with him to the United States. This is recently. He chose his three-year-old warrior, quote-unquote, son, leaving his seven- and twelve-year-olds with their mother in Honduras. Pitifully, I had to use him like a passport to get here, he said last week after picking up milk from volunteers at a Brownsville, Texas bus station for the last leg of their journey to join relatives in Atlanta. I am here because of him. Mm-hmm. So families being separated. You can't you can't tell me that Joe Biden is handling this well. I don't buy it. I just simply don't buy it, folks. Joe Biden is about as incompetent as it gets. That's why he passed it off to Kamala Harris. Kamala, please, please, listen. How, how do you think that conversation went, by the way? <laughs> Between Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. When, when Joe, the moment Joe Biden realized that he's in over his head here, <laughs> he's in over his head, he realized, gee, this is, this whole being president thing is kind of tough. You know, I didn't expect, you know, thousands upon thousands of illegal aliens to be flooding the southern border in my first few weeks in office. This is, this is, you know, beyond my pay grade here. Hey, hey, Kamala, come here, Clo- close the door. I don't want anyone hearing this. Do you think, do you think, what is it, Joe? Do you think that you could possibly take take the lead on the border uh, crisis? Joe, we, we don't call it a crisis, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. We don't call it a crisis. Do you think you could possibly take the lead on this initiative on, on fixing what's going on? I, you know, I thought about trying to fix it, but, but to be perfectly honest with you, I can't, I can't think of a way to, uh, to do it. I don't, I don't know how. It's just too much for me. Please fix it for me, Kamala. Okay, Joe, I'll do it for you. And now she does not a damn thing. Hey, Kamala, you think you could, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe visit the southern border, take take a look at it? They're, they're kind of putting pressure on you to, to do it, you know, and uh, I think it might be a good idea. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that, Joe. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Kamala Harris absolutely wears the pants in that relationship, by the way. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And then there's this, ladies and gentlemen, from the Daily Wire. Ready for your blood to boil? The Biden administration is offering four-month paid leave to federal employees who care for illegal alien children. So they're saying, hey, look, if you take some of these illegal alien children who are in these detention facilities at the border... You house them, you care for them. We're going to pay you four-month paid leave. <laughs> this is, I, I can't believe this is going on right now in, in America, folks. This is such an embarrassment. Such an embarrassment. Joe Biden, I think it was last week, talking about America's uh, gun laws and talking about how, you know, the violence in the United States. We have so much gun violence. It's such an embarrassment. No, no. You want to know what's an embarrassment? 
when the leader of the free world doesn't know how to handle an immigration problem and is now resorting to bribing federal employees to house and care for illegal alien children who aren't our damn problem to begin with. That's what's an embarrassment. You, Joe Biden, are an embarrassment. You absolutely are. The Daily Wire, the Biden administration, has offered thousands of federal employees four months of paid leave if they'll volunteer to help care for migrant children who have crossed the U.S.-Mexico border illegally. The administration emailed the federal workers asking for help with unaccompanied alien children, or UACs, according to the New York Times. The Times reported, quote, the desperate plea landed this week in the email inboxes of employees and government agencies like the Department of Homeland Security and NASA. Will you consider taking a four-month paid leave from your job to help care for migrant children in government-run shelters packed with new arrivals at the border, the Times reported? The request to uh, much of the federal workforce came from the Department of Health and Human Services, which is at the heart of a frantic effort by the Biden administration to keep up with the surge of uh, surge in young people crossing the southwestern border, hoping to reunite with relatives already in the United States, the paper wrote. So they are not actually going to be housing these children, but still, I mean, this is this is a disgrace. And that's taxpayer money, by the way. Taxpayer money, four months paid leave, begging federal employees to help go care for children um, in some of these detention facilities. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on. It's it's embarrassing. It's it's utterly pathetic. You should be outraged. You should be absolutely outraged, you listening right now. The request to much of the federal workforce came from the Department of Health and Human Services, which is at the heart of a frantic effort by the Biden administration to keep up with a surge in young people crossing... I just read that paragraph, didn't I? Texas, <laughs> Texas Governor Greg Abbott on Sunday said on Fox News that he thinks the number of UACs will be higher than 35,000. Uh, will be higher than the 35,000 the Biden administration estimates will be in custody by June. (sighs) Yep. Why is this our problem, by the way? I understand they're children. and, And my heart goes out to them. It really does. Many of them, you know, were or thrown into the situation by their parents or um, family members um, who, who told them, hey, look, go up, try to get into the United States because Joe Biden's president. Um, many of them, I'm sure, didn't want to make this voyage, but they did it anyway. But that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean it's our problem. Just because... I feel bad for them. I mean, we could feel bad for these children without inviting them into the country. I mean, there's other solutions. Why doesn't Joe Biden actually grow a pair and talk with the president of Mexico and try to work something out where, you know what? We assert ourselves as Americans and say, we're not going to take these people into our country because it's not our damn problem. It's not our problem. 
Joe Biden talking, well, you know, we're, we're not just going to turn people away. Okay, well, well, why not? We don't, we don't have the, we don't have the ability uh, to, to take these people in. We don't. It's not our problem. I hate to say it, but it's just not. Now, I'm not saying we just ignore these children who are alone coming up to the southern border. Um, that, again, I, I would recommend talking with the president of, of Mexico and some of these other uh, countries south of the border, working something out, and putting the ball back in their court. And saying, listen, these are your people. They're trying to get into our country. You do something about it. If bad things happen to them while they're trying to get into our country, that's on you, not on us. This is a this is a problem, ladies and gentlemen. Not for us Americans, but for uh, Mexico, Latin America. It's their problem. But Joe Biden, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, and many on the left, his colleagues, they've made it our problem, haven't they? now our problem I'll be right back conservatives how many times have you been called a racist by someone on the left what about sexist bigoted homophobic xenophobic right-wing radical extremist These are all buzzwords that liberals use as a means of labeling conservatives as something that they're not. And let me tell you something, I, like most of you, am getting pretty damn sick of it. That's why I started my own conservative comedy series, Living with a Liberal. Hosted on the popular video sharing app TikTok, Living with a Liberal features two fictional characters, played by yours truly, whose political differences could not be more obvious. It's a comedic take on the modern-day liberal Democrat. Because if they can brand us as racists and bigots, we can brand them as triggered, oversensitive snowflakes. Check out Living with the Liberal today on TikTok. Just search Jason Veely and you'll be taken right to my homepage. I have over 100 episodes on there, so you won't be short on content anytime soon. Enjoy. Are you a pissed off liberal that wants to give me a piece of your mind? Or maybe you're a conservative that simply has a question or comment. Either way, you should know that there's a few different ways you can reach me. Feel free to send me an email at thejasonveelyprogram at gmail.com. Or, if you prefer, you can also call the show number and leave me a voicemail. 860-266-2852. Be sure to provide your name and where you're writing or calling from. Thanks a lot. I look forward to hearing from you. Mike and Crystal. Hey Mike, have you heard of the Jimmy Z Show? Yeah, Crystal. The Jimmy Z Show is awesome. Which topic do you like most? I like them all. They are all lots of fun. Do you have a favorite? I just like Jimmy Z. His voice is so hot. Okay, but what about his politics? What politics? The politics he talks about on the Jimmy Z Show. I never noticed any politics. All I hear is the velvety smooth dulcet tone of Jimmy Z's sizzling, sexy, scintillating voice. Holy mackerel. The Jimmy Z Show. The Jimmy Z Show is available on Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, and iTunes. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message.
So about three weeks ago, you guys are going to love this one. Especially if any of you guys out there fish, you're going to love this one. About three weeks ago, I ordered a uh, a mini bass boat. <clears throat> Nothing fancy. It was uh, just, you know, a small eight-foot bass boat because I, if you guys don't know, if you guys don't know, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you, you might not know this. Um, I fish almost religiously. Uh, I started last summer and I just, I fell in love with it. It's just, it's such a fun time. So this summer I decided, hey, you know what? Um, I'm going to get myself a, a little bass boat, a little eight foot bass boat um, that I could, you know, put a trolling motor on the back of and uh, zip around some, you know, some ponds and, and lakes in the area. I ordered this boat through Dick's Sporting Goods uh, about three weeks ago. Uh, it was actually probably closer to four weeks ago, back towards the end of March. <sighs> and it was originally supposed to be here. I'm getting exhausted even thinking about this. It, the, the boat was originally supposed to be delivered to my home here in Connecticut on March 29th. March 29th comes, uh, and it's not delivered. I call them up. I say, hey, what's going on? It was supposed to be delivered today. Uh, and they say, oh, yep, sorry, I looked it up. It's uh, it's in transit. It should be there within the next few days. Okay, so I'm thinking, okay, so, you know, maybe I'll give it two or three days, um, and I'll see what happens. I wait two or three days, so now we're, we're towards the beginning of April, uh, April 1st or 2nd. Still hasn't arrived. I call up the number. I say, hey, what's going on? You guys said it was going to be here. Where is it? And they said, oh, well, still, you know, still in transit. Sorry about that. Uh, It'll be there probably uh, next Friday, they said. It'll be there in about a week and a half. And so I'm rolling my eyes, getting really frustrated. I said, okay, no problem, even though it was a problem. Um, I hung up. I waited another week and a half until this past Friday. We're talking about the, the Friday that just passed a few days ago. When it was supposed to be delivered, I called them up because, again, at the end of the day, it was never delivered. And I said, hey, where's my mini bass boat? What's going on? And the guy on the other end had the audacity to tell me, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to let our dispatchers know. Uh, and uh, we, there's nothing that we could do today. I, I forget to let, the, let the, the dispatcher know to tell the drivers to d- make the delivery. It's not going to come today. And I said, okay, well, when is it going to come? Because this is like the third time this has happened now. And the guy said, it'll be there Monday. I said, okay, I can wait another couple days. I was really hoping to bring it out this past weekend, but fine, it'll be here Monday. So yesterday, uh, I'm, I'm all excited. It's supposed to be delivered today, and it doesn't come again. And I called them up around 4, 4.30, and I said, hey, where is my bass boat? This is like the, the fifth time I'm calling them. And the guy said, here, let me look it up. Uh, let me put you on hold. And he had me on hold for about five long minutes, probably more than that, closer to 10. And then he picked up again and said, hey, uh, I'm sorry to inform you this, but your bass boat has a hole in it. We need to send you a new one. Ladies and gentlemen, you think you think I yell and get loud on this radio program behind this microphone? You should have heard me yesterday. 
I was absolutely livid. Make me wait. I mean, I was originally supposed to have it March 29th. Now it's mid-April, and on the day it was supposed to arrive, they tell me that there's a hole in it, and that I need a new one. Oh, I was so mad. So what ended up happening was, long story short, I was able to find a uh, a local Dick's Sporting Goods that actually has one left in stock. Now, this wasn't the case a few weeks ago. But this local Dick's Sporting Goods has one left in stock. And so I called him up. I said, hey, I explained the whole situation. I said, hey, please reserve this for me. And... I want a discount. I want the shipping costs taken off of this thing because of everything I've been through. So now I'm going to pick it up tomorrow uh, at a town about 40, 45 minutes away from where I live. And I'm getting a $150 discount on it. So I'm getting it cheaper than I originally was going, going to pay. So hopefully I get it tomorrow. But um, I'm not going to hold my breath. So that's the story of the bass boat, ladies and gentlemen. That's the story of the bass boat. I'll keep you posted on it. I hope it actually comes. But I'm not sure it will. I'm I'm, I'm just waiting for something to go wrong. What's probably going to happen is I'm going to show up at the store, and even though they told me they're going to reserve it, they're going to say, oh, nope, sorry, we're out of stock. And I'll be livid. <laughs> I will go off on them. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm, my, my patience has run out. All right, let me play this uh, quick audio clip before we wrap up here. We only have a few minutes left. John Kasich. Um, there's a name you haven't heard in quite some time. Uh, this guy is a fool. This guy is a complete clown. He calls himself a a conservative and he's anything but. But he appeared on uh, uh, a CNN show. What was it? The Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer alongside Jeff Flake who really is a flake. He's another idiot who calls himself a conservative. Again, anything but. But John Kasich, still out there, attacking Donald Trump, saying that he uses harsh language and is going to hurt the Republican Party. You know, the same old crap that we hear all the time from these types. Take a listen. All of this from two prominent Republicans, the former Ohio governor, CNN senior commentator John Kasich, and former senator and CNN political commentator Jeff Flake. Now, I find it funny that they're on CNN, right? And CNN loves it because they could say they're being fair. They invited two Republicans on to talk to Wolf Blitzer. But they're really not Republicans, are they? Jeff Flake and John Kasich? You couldn't get anyone, anyone better, a little bit more conservative? How about CNN? Why don't you have on, like, Ted Cruz or Ron DeSantis? Ask them the questions. Keep listening. You know, Governor, this weekend proved that the former president is still recycling so many of the false claims about the election that he's been making since November. Does it matter to his base or his donors that he seems to have uh, seems to be having nothing new to offer them? You know, it's, it's amazing to me, Wolf, <clears throat> if they sit in this room and Softball and, question. You know, hear more name calling, hey, more divisiveness, no, more anger. I mean, how do you expect to sell something to voters when when you're just divisive and angry and name calling? All right, and stop. Be- what is this guy talking about? Where was he for the past four years? Was he living under a rock? Was he living like a hundred feet underground or something? I mean, honestly, 
You're not going to bring people together. You're not going to unite the Republican Party with people like Donald Trump. Well, he did, actually, for four years. The Republican Party, because of Donald Trump, is more united now than it ever has been. At least in a very, very long time, at a minimum. You don't get that? Do you not see that? I know you lost to the guy big. Didn't didn't Kasich run in 2016? I think he did. And he got his ass kicked. Keep listening. Littling. Uh, you know, the party needs to move to a set of issues that will improve the lives of Americans. And so far, yes, yes. I haven't heard any of what they plan to do. So as far as I'm concerned, the party's going to continue to shrink and uh, not connect. Party's going to continue to shrink and not connect, but we are connected. But our party is growing. You may not like the fact that it's growing more conservative, John Kasich. You may not like the fact that the Republican Party has been taken in a conservative direction, a freedom, liberty-oriented direction. But, but, that's, but so what? Who cares what you think? That's what's happening. Get on the train or go away. Go away. John Kasich telling us what we need to do with the Republican Party. This guy is a failed governor. This guy is is not a conservative out there bashing Donald Trump for what? Donald Trump united the Republican Party. Donald Trump, under four years, we saw the economy booming. We saw unemployment rates dropping. He talks about not offering anything. Well, what's Donald Trump offering them? Where have you been, John Kasich? Are you blind? Do you not see what's going on? Apparently not can't stand these people all right folks that's it for today i'll be back tomorrow god bless and god save this great nation